Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sociolog podcast. I'm sitting here with Cameron, who is a final year tech and IT student at UCT. Uh, how are you doing today, man? <laughs> hey, man. I'm good. Thanks, man. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm looking forward to this discussion. Cool, cool, cool. And this is your final semester as well. I know it's my final semester for myself. Yes, yes, it is. It's so weird to, to think about that, eh? Like, there's only a few more weeks left after I've been at this place for, like, four <laughs> years. Yeah. Jeez. Wow, it's pretty hectic. Yeah, no, like, I know for myself, it's, like, a real, it's, like, really weird to think, like, being here for four years, and this is, like, just the last month of my four years. Like, like just, it's, like, mm. the first of October, like, I woke up today with, like, all this anxiety and like oh my gosh like after like i will be coming to an finish. end i will never have to look at this place again mm. i'll never have to <laughs> yeah man yeah but how how's it been going and like in general like just this year and like especially since the pandemic the pandemic started like how how have your studies been um so last year it took a while to get used to the way everything was going and i think that's the same for everyone including the university themselves they were trying to figure out how to like manage everything um so last year was a bit like it took a while for me to adjust i think i only got into the swing of things towards the end of uh the second semester last year this year definitely picked up um you know, I have a more structured work work schedule. Um, I actually like being that that like the my schedule's more flexible now. Um, it's not like I can watch a lecture video at any time of the day. It can yeah. be at midnight. I didn't have to actually <laughs> wake up early to like go to class or anything like that. So um, yeah, but the year other than that, work has been in has been quite uh quite intense this year, uh, especially this semester. Um. I don't know why that happened, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's been quite hectic, but I feel like um, I'm getting, like, like I've, I'm in control of everything this year. It's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Great, man. It's the same. With, it's the same with me. I feel like, like people have experienced this lockdown in very, very different ways, especially students. And I think that that's why, like, and, and that's why I decided to do an episode about this is because it's such a broad topic and like it's affected so many people in different ways but like for example I agree with you when you said um, like it gave me a sense of flexibility like I remember when I was going to campus <laughs> it took me literally from here in Fishhook to town I mean it took me over an hour to get to campus and by the time I got there I was already dead yeah and I couldn't concentrate in class and now like since I've been home I've been able to have a lot of free time with myself i just find that that has been mm. a lot more like mentally alleviating than you know having to just go about these like you know you know how the trains are here and having yeah. to just experience that every day and yeah no, i found like i found like i got a lot of time to myself and yeah like like i found like, like I got more free time than um i, I ever had before so yeah, and you know, you know, I'm, the, I'm thinking now. Um, so uh, we have the option now to wake up like super, uh, super late as late as we want to. But I don't know if it's just you, because you said you said to wake up early to like catch the train so you can uh, get to campus, right? Yeah. I'm still in that pattern of having to wake up at six o'clock. I have nothing like going on, but I can't break out of that cycle. I'm used to waking yeah. up so early. For me, I've developed a cycle where I. No, no, where, where, I, where, where I woke up at, like, I wake up literally 
most days I wake up at around seven. Mm. Like that's just how it is. But I don't feel so stressed to just, you know, get it like like to just mm-hmm. have to run to the train station and the trains are always delayed and you have to go to and I just like doing things out of the comfort of my home. And then like I don't know about you, but I go to like like some I go like almost like every day that there's like coffee shops and yeah, all that. Do you go to coffee shops for you? Uh, there's no coffee shops in my area, so like I, I just work from home all the time. <laughs> That's cool, cool, man. <laughs> yeah. And what, what, like, if you're just like, how, how did you, like, what did you implement any sort of like discipline when you are, when you're working, you know, during lockdown? Yeah. So what, in the beginning, I, I didn't have any sort of discipline, like to hold me accountable to studying and that, um, or to like, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, it must have been last year when, like, I actually started um, uh, scheduling um, my days or, like, creating a checklist of things that I had to get done on that day. Um, Like, I couldn't prolong it. So, like, it didn't matter at what time I did it on that day as long as I completed it. Um, But obviously, I need to know, like, the time frame that it would take to complete it and that. And I've found that that actually worked for me quite well. So I still use that kind of system. Um, like, okay, I'm going to do this and this today. Um, I, I do try to allocate the time of the day that I will do it. But like, if I can't get to it immediately at that time, I'll still make sure that I do complete it before the day Great. ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So same with me. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a day working person. I don't like to work at night. Yeah. Comfortable nights, man. It's the worst. It is so yeah, bad. I don't, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people. I don't. Yeah, like, they probably drink like ten cups of coffee or something like that. I, I just can't. It's just not my type of thing. I I love coffee, but I found that it gives me too much anxiety, man. Like after I drink too much of it, and like I'm working in the middle of the night, I just get so stressed. And yeah, it's it's, it's just not good, man. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, I found that working out or like exercising yeah, helps a lot. Even just like taking it. Like a walk, I always walk my dog every evening, and like that is like one of the best ways to alleviate stress. Yeah, um, yeah, Great, man. Yeah, no, I know, I know a lot of people because I mean, COVID happened so suddenly that like you know, no institution was really, or no, none prepared. of us was prepared for it like properly. It's not like last year at the end of last year they were like, oh, this virus is gonna come here because everyone was like, oh, it's happening in China, so it's not gonna come here. And that's the worst thing. That's the worst. That's the worst way to prepare for something like ah, uh, yeah. like that. But like in general, how would you say your like institution's response was like in like how like like uh, like would you say you was like was a response? Would you say is good or um, like do you think they could have done okay. better? Let me think about this. I definitely, I, I want to say that they could have done better, but at the same time, you can't really like blame them because no one expected it to like roll out that quick. And like overall, it was, it's like the state's decision as to like what the rest of the country does and what the institutions do. So like, um, yeah, so like there was no way of really preparing for it initially, um, well, the, the institutions, but of course I feel like government could have seen that coming, but back to the universities, um i i think that in the beginning they definitely like they handled it the best way that they could you know they were like trying to um 
try and distribute uh, laptops and resources to to students because they know that people from like more disadvantaged backgrounds um people who kind of uh, afford certain resources that the university offered um they they were lacking that and they needed that for studying so um the university did come through on that front like uh providing um data and of course there were people that abused that as well like the, yeah. the like the, the the resources that they were offering but um i still think that was uh like a very good response because the university was by the means to do that um in terms of like schoolwork and that um uh when i'll tell you something when it came to registration this year um the process was just so bad because this was the first time that it was moved to online and um like it just took so long and uh like people like uh weren't like getting enough feedback and um yeah man there's just like a lot of miscommunication and uh created a lot of stress for 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 students um the registration process so you know i think that aspect of of uh of uh, this um getting used to online uh working uh that could have been improved and i'm sure they'll do better toward for for next year's um registration but um what else uh yeah overall i think that they did the best that they could do um yeah, but looking back maybe there's more that they could have done if they if they knew how to to fix it yeah yeah and amongst like your like your friend group like i don't know about my like like i know from my friends from my campus they were they were quite yeah like like they were quite mixed you know mixed feelings mm-hmm. about like how like my campus handled it and yeah i think my campus well by the university cornerstone they handled it they handled it pretty well i think i really commend them for the way they they did things of course like there were quite a few hiccups here and there and communication issues i mean even i had suffered some frustrations but all in all i think i think some of my friends um yeah some of them i mean were okay with how people were handling things others weren't so okay so it's always kind of a mixed um mm, a mixed response like what about your friends like were, were some of your friends completely dissatisfied or like like you know they they struggled quite a did any of your friends struggle quite a bit yeah yeah that that was a, a thing i remember um one of my friends was uh complaining about uh the about, uh, this is again about the registration thing because they they um the university was like not getting back to them and they registered quite early and um yeah there was like just and i was also partially frustrated because i was also having some issues there on that front but um yeah with that i would say there was problems um also they like for example so we do it right um information systems and some of our work is very practical and um so like um getting used to not having like physical uh, tutors or support um with you was like it was um super hard when it comes to like learning how to code and that with like um in uh, with like practical help that's something we were used to so um we were frustrated about that and uh like some of our computers couldn't run the the specific software that we needed for for some programming um uh, and yeah so like there was like a lot of frustration in that on that part um and i don't think the university kind of um like really catered for for that part even though they were trying to they couldn't really 
assist with that part because they needed to get certain things done. Well, this faculty in particular, they needed to get certain work done by a particular date. So they couldn't um, wait for uh, for us to get like better computers or anything like that. Wow. I, mean, I don't think that would have been an option really. But like, yeah, the, because of time, um, the obviously you can understand why they had a limit there and um, why we would be frustrated on our part as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that, yeah, I think that we need to kind of also be mindful that like this is hard for this time is hard for everyone as well. And like I know like in universities, there's always like there is there has been like even when it's not COVID, there have been problems with you know management. But I mean, especially during these times, I think there is kind of a not excuse, but a you know, just one needs to be understanding of you know, certain processes and like, you know, you think we need to, you know, the colleges have to move everything from contact classes to online, like in such a short period of time. I remember, I think I yeah. got a week holiday because of like COVID. So like that while they were, you know, trying to figure out things or well, it was the end of, yeah, the end of March there, like I got off, mm. they were trying to figure everything out. And yeah, I find they, at first it was like difficult, like especially difficult for me. Um, like, you know, having like, like, cause some of the, like there was so much lack of communication with lecturers and, um, and that, but after a while it kind of got better. Like, and yeah. cause sometimes we, there would, there would be no lecturer and then that would be like wrong times and there would be something wrong with the system. And I, yeah, how was your, your, like how would you say your online lectures were like how like in terms of were there was there a good communication or would you say it wasn't they could have done uh, it so i think communication wise um wasn't always the best day eh? i i feel like uh lectures weren't always present as we needed them to be but again that's just for particular faculties i found like with some of my courses lectures were quite present um, in terms of the lectures themselves, uh, I know they tried to do live lectures, like they were insistent on that because they didn't want it recorded and um, absolutely hated that idea of having to, to do live lectures. We preferred like um, recorded lectures and going at our own pace. Um, so, yeah, that's been like an ongoing thing there. Um, I know even up until this semester, there were still like issues with some courses saying that, oh, no, uh, we're going to do it live. If you didn't attend, you didn't attend and you missed that class. It's your own fault. Um, and I don't think that's fair. I personally don't think that that's fair. I, I think the recorded lectures are the better option. Um, and yeah, I've been finding that I learned better with like PowerPoints and stuff than I, yeah. than I um, and like narrated slides rather than um, watching a live lecture because like I can easily just like stop uh, paying attention and lose focus. So um, being able to go through it at my own pace with narrated slides, that is it's perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I thought the same, a similar way, but I just preferred the whole online thing kind of as it is funny enough because I find like in class, like the, some of the, like the information from the lectures go on online anyway. So it's like mm. I could go like, and I'm talking about contact lectures. So like what I liked about online is like, I could go over the stuff by myself. And obviously I attended oh, yeah. the lectures, I attended the lectures, but I just found it, everything just so much quicker. But one of the things that I did 
kind of miss from being on campus is and I know UCT is a huge like we're private college so you know yeah it's more of a personal you know relationship with lecturers but I know at UCT mm. it's very hard to get a, get a hold of lecturers at a campus but and I was like what I miss about my institution is like you know if I needed immediate help with an assignment or with a mm. um, project I could like you know go find that lecture immediately at the college and say hey do you have a minute or you know that but here like sometimes I'd find that I'll email and it would take <laughs> it would take a bit of time to get an actual response where if I went there went to them in real life then yeah but I do understand they're probably getting a lot of emails from other students as well so that it's the whole build-up thing so yeah. there's no like like you know there is like a kind of excuse for that as well but yeah other yeah um on that can I just like just yeah. mention one thing so like um with that whole thing about like the uh, uh, getting too many emails at once the lecturers told us that like we should just like address all of our concerns to the class step and then they will like forward yeah. it to to them oh. and um that process has been like because like it's like a funnel basically you know like like just dropping like all of us just sending it through the class step and um yeah that that has been um quite helpful it's a lot of stress on the class trip i was class trip last semester and it was a nightmare because yeah. our course was just this, this course it was just giving so many problems and um there was like a lot of frustration amongst the class and that and uh so yeah there's a lot of pressure on the class trip so i think like um a way to improve that would be having more than one class trip like maybe two or three and um having them address the concerns of the class to the lecture um, but in terms of like one-on-one -on -one, um, assistance, I feel like uh, that would be very nice, you know, uh, or very helpful if lecturers could uh, assist with that. But yeah. Yeah. And like in social life terms, like how did you, like, because obviously UCT is huge, there are so many students, like, did you miss the social life at all? Um. <laughs> That was a weird question, man. Um, well, I mean, an interesting one. You know, I at first I I I felt so overwhelmed with like being around too many people and stuff at university, and so like when um oh like yeah so like when when it came to lockdown and I got to be more on my own because I'm uh, just just me and my parents and my only kid. Um, it felt kind of nice, you know, for like that first bit. But eventually I just like, I hated not being able to talk to people and see them in person. And like, it's not like I was in prison basically. Um, so like, yeah, eventually I did come to like really long for that uh, social contact again, you know, for, uh, for like that in-person contact. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. That's the same with me. Like I, like I enjoyed the, the social aspect at campus. Like, and yeah, we, we're a small college, so it's not like really massive like uct because i've been to uct a few times um just to, like you know visit friends or whatever and it's huge it's just like so many i can imagine it can be overwhelming for certain people you would consider yourself like an introvert right more um or like a both kind of both, a bit of both i would say what's it uh ambivert, ambivert, is that yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I consider myself you know when i do those those online tests i get extroverted as a result and i'm like no that can't be true i because I definitely don't consider myself to be an extrovert. I do get nervous when I'm around like 
big big groups of people yeah. um i do prefer like smaller groups hanging out with smaller groups um yeah yeah that's that's kind of like similar to me but yeah during lockdown like i at the beginning it was like quite easy but then like you know when you start because i'm also only child and like when you get stuck with your like your parents the whole lockdown it can be like uh can get a bit on your nerves you know you want to get out Definitely. and yeah but i guess for me like my biggest that's that's good imagine i didn't have anything to do like but and that's what like the studies gave me like i at least had a distraction to do and like that gave me kind of but what was like something you did like to soothe your anxiety during the lockdown so i know you mentioned like you did like exercise and like uh, do you did you watch series or like what 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 like what would you do like like what what oh, you i can't believe i'm gonna in your free in your free time during lockdown like to just keep yourself so i can't believe i'm gonna say this um but uh, i got into <laughs> do the sims 4 um <gasps> like quite early into <laughs> uh, yeah this is um, cool man the sims is cool <laughs> sims is cool but i i got so desperate for a social life <laughs> i kind of just mimicked it on the sims yeah and like well, that that was like the case for like i think for like a few months man and um eventually like when like this like of course i was talking to my friends and stuff on the phone but like just to like like take my mind of everything i was playing a lot of sims and like um other video games as well um my friends also started playing a lot of online games and stuff and like i kind of got into that with them like um remember right. those that whole among us phase and um yeah. other games like pro and stuff you know like yeah so like online gaming became a big deal um uh and a good way to like uh you know get that social aspect of your life um going great yeah yeah and but now like like now i do feel obviously like i feel like things are like like obviously we've had a lot of adjusting to do like now we have to go out wearing masks and sanitizers and 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 like yeah just you know we have to take precautions but i do feel like i feel like it's a breath of fresh air like now mm. just think that things are slowly seem to be getting back <laughs> uh, back to no- back to normal which brings me to like what i was going to say now is that like how do you think how do you think the government like handled the lockdown i think they didn't do bad at all like compared to some other countries i mean other countries were hit terribly you know with covid and you know there were so many people were disobeying and like especially in america there's so many people not wearing masks <laughs> and, mm. you know refusing to wear masks like how do you think south africa deals with it in general um so i think that uh i feel like i wanted more communication from the government if i can say that i know like we we heard, we get like our our um Uh, the president addresses us um every now and then and lets us know about what's happening but um i don't know man like i felt like there was a big uh silence or like like they were quite they were really quiet um throughout the process um and i know they have like a lot going on on their side but i feel like more interaction from the government would have been appreciated you know um definitely and i remember when we had all those diets and stuff uh, uh a couple yeah, months ago yeah It was yeah yeah um yeah it was like i felt like uh i wanted the government to be more involved in like what's going on or like more like verbal um so they i i feel like the pr side of um 
our country's government was very very weak on that end um other than that you know um uh, it's i also think uh the people the south africans played a big role in like where we yeah. are now you know like like pushing for to get like vaccinated and um yeah. i know there were like some some provinces that yeah. <laughs> where people were just like nah bro i'm going outside i don't care but like yeah. um the majority of like people like uh i feel like they they really played their part and um that's something like i i'm i'm happy about i really think i know um, yeah i i totally agree about the public relation thing like although i do think Poza wasn't doing a bad job at all i still think there could have been some for more communication especially in the the crisis of the rights because look i mean even now we like like we don't even hear of what was the outcome of that riots like how many you know we don't it's all quiet now and i'm sure covid levels skyrocketed there because of all the volume of people that were together <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah that's a whole other discussion also yeah. but um yeah. yeah man i i i definitely think communication is something that um our government should have like worked on yeah uh, yeah yeah and then when it comes to the vaccines now now obviously like i think most age groups are now well all age groups that are can be vaccinated are you know vaccines are open to now everyone like how do you think how do you think like the government's um the government did that like implemented vaccines do you think like they mm-hmm. did it correctly like what, what like and yeah because from what i see there's like there's so many anti-vaxxers <laughs> around uh, but, and so like i know that the government kept on like trying to tell us that hey um uh, you know don't listen to these conspiracy theories get vaccinated but it's so easy to get um influenced by like you know other public figures who um who like push the narrative of um like of like certain conspiracy theories and like shove it down your throat microchips um <laughs> so stupid five um, details <laughs> <laughs> like what like yeah, man people Yeah, yeah, people just like pushing all these conspiracy theories and that. Um did the government manage to to combat that? I think that um again, it's the whole thing about communication, man. Like they did I know that they like they keep on sending messages about like when you can go for your vaccines and stuff and what age groups are open. And I think that like they they did their part in regards to that. But in terms of fighting the uh the conspiracy theories and stuff, I feel like they should reach out to um more public figures as well like people that yeah. um that the citizens are very likely to listen to um that aren't necessarily involved or like aligned with a particular party so it doesn't seem like a political thing um but i mean even though it would kind of be if the government was reaching out to them but like yeah um i do think that um uh yeah i'm losing track of my thought like of my thought now um <laughs> uh yeah man um yeah yeah it's yeah no but it really bewilders me about like all the um, like all the people that are like believe in these stupid things like i wouldn't like i'm, I'm so disappointed in humanity for like for like uh, like i don't know I, do, i just never know like why and it's you know what's Ooh. funny is like i find that people who are anti-vaxxer when covid first came out they were the ones that said covid's a hoax you know like it's this it's that same brand of people 
that like say yeah. COVID's a hoax and like you know we all this is just like a government ploy to like control people and to put us in lockdown and like it's those same people that are now anti-vaxxer and <laughs> mm. oh my yeah. God. <laughs> and you know it's the the annoying thing like when you when you uh point out these uh conspiracy theorists or uh yeah these people they refer to themselves as skeptics but like uh skepticism like it transfers from like it moves from skepticism to like being a full-out nutcase conspiracy theorist and yeah, yeah. basically yeah <laughs> um but yeah man uh those particular people like they they i you know i feel like people's fears are valid you know you don't know what exactly is going to happen with the vaccines because i know some people like um when they get they, they get side effects and they they become particularly yeah. like nervous or scared and um they think oh man maybe i shouldn't have gone the vaccine and uh people will play with their fears you know and like um work on that and be like ah this is a sign you know you're gonna um the the government is trying to wipe out a certain group of the people or something i don't know um and yeah so i the all these conspiracy theories is just because like it's a fear of the unknown you don't know like um initially people didn't know how they would react to the vaccines and so they had reason to be scared um and yeah people were just playing on those fears that's yeah that's so true and it's dangerous i think these kind of people like i think it was it wasn't didn't saroma pause say something like they are gonna like they're gonna kind of clamp down on people who are spreading these false because they kind of false like conspiracy theories because they're actually like endangering the life of others because mm. other people are now scared to get the vaccine because of that and now they and now they're risking their lives and yeah the vaccine doesn't prevent you from from getting covid like completely obviously you can still get covid but it reduces your possibility of dying or being yeah. hospitalized and so it's not nobody's saying that it's a complete cure and like people say oh it doesn't work but you know it's not meant to to defeat covid like as a whole it's just meant to keep you from you know as i said getting terminally ill or yeah being in a hospital and people yeah just people exactly. preventing people from getting something that will help them is like in my point of view i think that definitely is grounds for criminal grounds for criminal charges like i think that's just a spreading fear and danger amongst uh, large amount of people and it's yeah definitely i think those kind of people are i mean i'm not, not to sound overboard but i think that what they're doing is making it well i'll just say it right as it is they're they're being a danger to society like the way they're acting yeah. like it is like i'll say straight as yeah, it is yeah. they are a danger to society and i think people spreading force like people intentionally spreading these things to get people not to take the vaccine is yeah a definitely definitely should be some form of crime and i think there should be some form of penalty for that and yeah it was the same when covid first came out when you know the president said um if anyone spreads false um false information about covid then yeah that's a criminal offense and you can be charged i totally agree with that yeah hands down man i i also i'm on that also i think that um because when you tell someone or like when you get someone to uh, change their mind about taking the vaccine or you influence them to not take the vaccine, that person is going to be putting other people in danger as well. And maybe they'll spread those same beliefs and thoughts and 
eventually you know we just left completely vulnerable to like getting sick and um we've seen what the disease does to people what the virus does you know so why would you why would you not why would you want that to happen you know why would you want to put yourself at risk of that happening um yeah yeah i don't i i didn't get i don't get that at all it's like and i like there's so much like people will keep on like yeah i i get it that some people do indeed and it is true that people do have bad reaction to the vaccine like certain people have died um from mm-hmm. blood clots and yeah that is a real thing um but that is only like the smallest 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 minority i think it was someone said you have more chance of being i forgot there was some like simile that someone made or something like that like you have more like it was something no but you just have a very very like slight chance of that happening if you have a particular condition um and yeah like that uh, like i don't i just think that like like it's it just people are over exaggerating this and yeah yeah um that reminds me of something i heard um, a while ago um someone was talking it was an anti vaxxer and they were talking about like um how their kid had an allergic reaction um to the vaccine it wasn't necessarily related to covid it was another vaccine but like someone commented that having an l- allergic reaction and blaming the vaccine is the same thing as like blaming milk because you're lactose intolerant you know exactly yeah and it's the same it's the same thing like some people are allergic to peanuts and then some people eat something that has peanuts in it by mistake and then they like choke and have to go to hospital and you know all that and it's it's exactly the same thing i mean yeah i mean i had the vac- my parents got the vaccine i got the vaccine we were all okay yes we did have side effects which is totally normal and they very honest the people when i, I don't know which vaccine did you get i got the johnson and johnson oh i got the pfizer the Pfizer or oh, the second but I don't know how did you feel after the Pfizer so I didn't have any um sort of side effects or anything like that the only thing was that my arm was a bit numb like yeah. the next day but like that was manageable um yeah yeah man I had, pretty, you? <laughs> I had it pretty rough <laughs> like um mm-hmm. well I must say the way they they did it here at Fisher Hospital was really really good the way they handled the whole vaccine process it was like pretty pretty and they like to all the people you know that are um, that are causing all these like you know conspiracy theories and rumors like they literally they also they quite they're really honest about what the vaccine can do like you get a leaflet like when you get vaccine you get a leaflet and then it says um it gives all the information like it it does say like there is a small possibility within a minority of people that some people may have an extremely bad reaction such as blood clots to this vaccine and they're warning people and then they give people emergency number and say if you feel, if your side effects last longer than a certain amount of time then you um, contact medical professionals and then they give a list of all the side effects you can get from the vaccine so it's not like they're hiding anything like they're not trying to kill you know or you know anyone and that's yeah but really these people cause it like causing all this rubbish and you know like i, I like i don't like going back to what i said like the people that are saying covid's a hoax and you mentioned something like after everything that's happened like you know so many people that have died and so many people that have you know just seen you know their whole family get sick don't you think that like it's just like basically a slap in the face 
Like, I don't, I don't see mm. how anti-vaxxers work. And I do think that, 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 that speaks to me as a mental problem, kind of, in a way, because how can you not realize? Like, when so many people... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and like... No. And what's the... Oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, what's the procedure at UCT? Like, um, with vaccine, regards like, to... Like, with regards to vaccine, are they... I heard there's some so, mandatory vaccine and there's a bit of conflict up there in regards yeah, to that. Yeah, so um, they, what was it, it was last week? They um, had a vote, it was two weeks ago. They um, they had a vote and um, they put out a proposal to to uh, push forward the vaccine. Uh, I mean, to make the, the vaccine mandatory because they, um, they think that if uh, you're going to be using public facilities, then... Um, you should uh, uh, you should be um, vaccinated uh, just to like obviously to go to be considered about everyone else. Um, I have no idea what the outcome of that was, but I know the majority of people like when they put out the proposal, the majority of people did agree to um, have making the vaccine mandatory. Um, I think the official result still needs to come out. Um, I haven't actually seen anything on that yet. Um, and I know other universities are also considering doing that. I read an article about Stellenbosch um, University. They're also thinking of making the vaccine mandatory in order to like come back to campus. And um, can I just add something else to this sure, also? Sure, sure. I was uh, I was thinking, um, uh, you know, we we're talking about like making va- vaccines mandatory, but like there are going to be people um, who who are going to refuse to take it. And um, I feel like since we've been like managing to make this online learning, um, make it work for us, uh, you know, maybe we can like move to a system where you have the option to use the university's facilities um, or you can work from home if you really are that concerned about being on campus um, and uh, yeah, whatever, you know. So So do you agree that vaccination should be mandatory should you want to come back should you want to use public yeah yes exactly i agree 100 as one people can stop with their rubbish and just and if you don't want to get vaccinated then you should have to isolate at home i'm sorry (laughs) yeah that's that's my view about things i think i think i totally agree with mandatory vaccination and yeah i think that there's no excuse unless you have some um you know um underlying condition that where you are endangered yeah by taking the vaccine then that's the problem but then you should um yeah then you should just work online (laughs) if that's i mean it's not your fault if you have a you know like a condition but yeah that's just the way it should be if we want to achieve herd immunity yeah at at the end of the day at the end of the day the university is offering a service you know that we pay for for them to like um you know they're offering a service that we that we're paying for so they have to uphold the helpful that even if they are students or families that um are against the vaccines maybe it could just be for cultural reasons or like religious reasons as to why you don't want to be vaccinated you know um but i feel like in that case then your learning should be online and maybe the university should cater for that you know um, but at the same time, I think that if you're going to be using public facilities, then you have to be vaccinated. And I was thinking that, um, like, uh, 
it's probably going to become like that in the public sphere, like in the, like, for example, if you want to go on a plane or if you want to, um, uh, like, like, <laughs> like if you want to go on a plane or like go to work or whatever, um, you're probably going to need to have proof of being vaccinated before exactly, you can yeah. like access those facilities. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. And yeah, I, t- I, I, yeah, I t- well, I totally agree with, with that because I think the sooner that people get vaccinated, all the sooner that, um, like as much as we can, the sooner this whole pandemic will, I don't like, look, in reality, I don't think the pandemic will end <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> I think it's still going to be maybe a few years until it completely, obviously, goes away. Like, you know, the pandemics which have happened, you know, throughout history. Um, so, yeah, I just think we need to, I, I just think we need to all just do our part and convince people to get vaccinated. Because um, if you have no underlying conditions, you have no excuse. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's just that's just my stance and yeah completely agree man um sorry that i didn't have anything to object to on your <laughs> on any of your points because yeah, cool, i'm man. in the same boat <laughs> oh that was a cool discussion anyway i think that brings us to the end of our show um it was great having you cameron we discussed some pretty pretty cool ideas and yeah please guys like and subscribe to this episode and you can see I've put links to all the, like, all where this is being broadcasted, all the sites that are being broadcasted on. So please follow on Facebook, here, Spotify, and yeah, we'll, I'll see you at the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cool, you man. You too, you too.